This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 504, recorded on September 9th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live on TV from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Mike, like fall is in the air, I think. I'm really the, excited because we picked a good weekend to go camping, <laughs> and I'm hoping it doesn't get like hot again. My luck, it'll get hot again uh for the for the weekend but it's just perfect weather and also it's the kickoff of the uh 2021 nfl season yeah so tampa bay and uh america's team the cowboys going at it tonight oh, on thursday man. night football is that going on they kick it off on a thursday night they do yeah oh, that's that's a, that's a shame they should do that it should be sunday and then every thursday after that well, they should be considerate of the home gadget geeks podcast i mean they didn't ask us for permission to be at the same time as us i don't think they've been doing thursday night games as long as we've been doing home gadget geeks so i'm gonna have to send roger a note i just thought go. about that yeah, i'll send hey, roger, roger buddy a note that, that um ed sullivan used to be on the patriots is on tampa bay right <laughs> he, he, we we don't Still mention is. we don't mention his name we no. don't we don't like that guy at all. Although here, he is my quarterback on my here. fantasy team. So well, okay. God, Weger, I hate fantasy just for that reason. I know. Because yeah. you, you you can't like Tom Brady, but okay. you do because he's I on your like fantasy him. team. I have to cheer for him. Don't ever wear Chiefs gear again. Oh, uh, of I course lost, I'm, I lost I'm my wearing, card, huh? Can't be a you fan. did. I'm 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 supporting the NFL. Uh, here tonight, Ed Sullivan's with us. Ed, you, uh, you, Ida came through. Did you, did you get in the boat? Are are you okay? Is everything all right there? We were perfectly fine here. I, I think a lawn chair blew over, but other than that, no impact. Well, hey, well, I we just heard. I guess New York probably took the brunt of it, and South there was a lot of, of flooding. Yeah, 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 down there. But you're okay. Everything's fine. Uh, there, Everything's there's, there's, fine. Henry is headed your way, apparently, too. Uh, another hurricane. Is it going to be okay? for? I'm flying in Tuesday. Is it going to be okay? for? Everything looks good for your arrival. Um, should be in the 70s during the day, high 50s at night. So nice fall weather for you. Ah, well, the leaves, because they always say Boston in the fall, right? And well, so yeah, we're, we're a little early <sighs> north. You okay. may see some. Okay. Uh, I may, maybe I'll have to make a trip up to Maine in that Tesla. We're going to talk about that here in a oh, second. We'll see if Tesla, it's yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it's street worthy by the time uh, by the time I get there. And uh, and, and of course, if you uh, we'll have a few show notes tonight. If you head out to theaverageguy.tv slash hgg five oh four, you can get access to those as well. Big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Thanks for doing that. It's the beginning of the month, and always appreciate your support. If you want to support the show, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. You can get that done uh, as well. Well, Ed Sullivan's joining us about, uh, I think we had him on about a year ago or so. It was it was maybe about this time last year. I didn't go back and look. But, Ed, welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Thank you. It's a pleasure, as always, Jim. Always good to have you. I uh, We spend most Sundays together now, which has been kind of fun. You always kind of critique me. That's one of the things. That's one of the benefits of uh, of having you is you kind of walk through the show. I like this. I didn't like that. I'm not sure about this. What's Uyghur talking about? I don't really <laughs> Why is know. Why that guy still on the show? <laughs> 
people. Well, no, Mike, I, I already lost the bet on you. I think the over-under was six months on the ham radio. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, okay. I took the under on that one. <laughs> As you should have, to be honest, I would have taken the under on myself. Um, for some reason, that hobby. Yeah, you're sticking with it. In force too. You're, just, you're you're sticking with. Will you will you take it camping? Will it be a, some oh, camping sure. gear? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I actually um, got back into the YouTube game. I, I posted a video for people who are who are into ham radio and do parks on the air. Uh, new video over on the channel. So uh, getting that back up, and part of that is going to be this weekend is making a few videos on uh, taking your your gear portable, how to you know do all that and set it up and, and have fun. Well, it'll be, it'll be good for you to, I know you do it with the kids. This is maybe what pushed you over the six month, you know, so Ed lost the bet was that you started doing it with the kids and that gets like, that kind of changes thing. All of a sudden you're like, well, now I got a reason to do this. I, and it's, it's, I think it's more fun, right? You, you, you kind of have more fun with it. It is. It, it's more fun. Um, it gives, it gives us a reason to get outside and go to the parks, right? Cause parks on the air is a thing. So it's like, Hannah's like, oh, hey, if you want to go and get on the radio and the kids will have a good time. And then now my my oldest just asked me yesterday, he goes, when I'm older, can I have a radio and you can be on the radio? So who knows if he'll actually still be interested when he actually gets to the age where he can pass the test. Uh, but we'll see. I I, there, I was talking to some other guys in the Facebook group. And they said kids is, their kids as young as 10 years old have taken and passed the technician test. So yeah. uh, who knows? Might have them take the test in a few years here. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. It's a fun. If you get that family thing, that kind of sticks for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kids you know, they may stick with it or not, but it's it, run with it while it's working. Right. Yeah. And it's one of those really expensive hobbies to just give up. <laughs> like, you got to put a lot of money down wait. to get in ham radio. So it's like, you better stick it out for a little bit. Uh, you've had some expensive ones you sold before. That's Let's just true. be really that, clear that's, about that's that. Valid. So it's valid. So, well, uh, have fun as you're going out this weekend. I'm, I'm glad you could join us. We're going to talk about Ed's Tesla troubles in just a second. I, I complained this might be kind of an old man complaining show. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to warn you guys up front. Uyghur, you can join in. I mean, you, there's things you're, you can I'll complain sit about. Back as well. and yeah, to I the just, it's, right? I'm glad it, I'm glad it kind of worked out this way. Cause this has been one of those weeks. I've always complained that that week after labor day, right? That's the first Monday in September here in the United States, we celebrate labor day. It's really not about working. Oh, we've turned it into that. Oh, you know, it was really about unions <laughs> to begin with. That's why we have celebrating organized labor. But everybody, we take it off, whether you you were part of organized labor or not here. And I always swear to God, Mike and Ed, you're you're long past this, but maybe this was the trend when you were when you were working. The day after Labor Day seems to be the start of the oh crap, I've got to get some stuff done before the end of the year. Today is the day we start it. Like sleepy through june july august nothing going on can't get anybody to answer your emails you're trying to get stuff done tuesday mike did it did, 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 does it feel like carson does it feel like it's just amped up a little bit yeah a, a little bit you kind of realize oh shoot summer's over and uh whether it's sales goals whether it's it's whatever it yeah. is it's all of a sudden things need to get done uh, you know, we have a lot of documents we got to get done by year end and so that taxes and, and things like that are all good. So, yeah, there's just always stuff. And I, yeah, I, I think my email account this week ticked up quite a bit. Just makes me grump me. Ed, you're not dealing with that now because you don't care and you get to do whatever right. you want. But did you notice that trend when back when you were managing in IT? Oh, always. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody had disappeared for the summer. And then all of a sudden, they'd come back and try to catch up. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maddening. I've been working. I haven't, I didn't take a vacation. I've been, you know, kind of saving my time to spend with Ed here in September. Some other things, a uh, time I want to take off. So I didn't take off this summer. And it's just like, oh, I've been here. I've been here. Why didn't, why do you, why are you emailing me today? Anyway, so ho- hopefully uh, in your world chat room, do you, you guys get a sense for that as well? So it's, I'm kind of in a complaining mood. Anyways, you know, when I first got the Subaru, uh, it, it's got, it's got uh, Apple CarPlay in it, but it's the wired version of it, right? And very few of the car manufacturers are, uh, have moved to or have updated their software to go wireless and they can do that. I did find I was reading an article in, you know, the, the news on, on Facebook is just terrible, but every once in a while, you ever go to the news feed on Facebook on your phone and try to read that news? It's awful, right? It's just, yeah, it's just sketchy and terrible. But uh, there is a CarLink kit 3.0 wireless CarPlay adapter that is out there. And so, Mike, Ed, I want to, before, before we dive into to the Tesla, it, it's a hundred bucks, 125 bucks. Like, is it worth it? Ed, I'll throw this to you. Is it worth it to me to all I get, I get in the car and I plug it in and then it kind of starts working versus just getting in the car and being able to leave it. What And and the difference is 125 bucks. Are you, it, I don't know. I think your Tesla has wireless car play, but if it doesn't, would you do this or would you just plug it in? So Jim, I spent, 35 years working in technology. When something's working, leave it alone. <laughs> you're, you're inviting a whole new problem, and you're going to sit there, and it won't connect to your wireless gizmo now. And, mm-hmm. and you're going to create problems. And it's, it's, Ed, it's pretty big. It's like the size of my phone. Like, it's the, the adapter is like this. So... Now I'd have two phone things like, and I don't really have a good spot to put it in the car. Mike, what, give me some advice. Do I, for 125 bucks, do I go wireless? Cause it's so convenient. You can leave the phone in your pocket sometimes to do it that way. But well, th- yeah, that's right. That's the path. I was going to go down before you told me about the size of it and do you have a place to put it out? I was going to say, go for it. Um, I recently, so I don't, I have, I still have a 2009 car. So, uh, for me, I just have a lot of Bluetooth in there, but the, the one thing I did get was Spotify was offering. They now Spotify has their own little, I don't know, like a little three inch, uh, display interface that you can put on your car, especially for cars like mine that are old school. Um, and being able to get in my car, just leave my phone in my pocket turn on my car and then interface with Spotify. Cause that's why I listen to all my uh, podcasts through and everything now without getting my phone out. And it, it resumes back from where it was and it shows up there. It is nice. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of people too, when they get in in the morning and it just, they don't have to plug anything in and it just starts playing their podcast, whatever they want to do is, uh, is nice. 125 is a little steep. I think I've seen those before. I mean, those aren't, those aren't necessarily new. Um, those have been around for a little bit. So I would, I would do some shopping around and there are, I think, smaller versions. So I, I think you could definitely, find one for probably about uh, 50 to 75 bucks. That's a lot smaller. Okay. Maybe that's the key. Uh, Brian says, uh, Ed, to your statement, Brian says, Brian. or fix it until it's broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one of those, it was, you know, I saw that ad and I was like, oh, maybe. And then you know, I'm like, I'm basically buying another phone. <laughs> and it's, you know, not as expensive as that, but I'm basically buying another phone that is, um, 
you know, in, in size, and then I'm going to have my phone, and I don't know. So I probably won't. I think I'm going to take Ed's advice. He's shaking his head. No, I'm going to yeah. take Ed's advice. Don't go down that path. See, See, I work at a company where the CEO's mentality is, if it ain't broke, break it. He wants like innovation, right? Do all this stuff. So <laughs> that's, that's the environment I live in on a daily basis. So I probably come at it from a different perspective. Let's see. Tesla's got that covered, Jim. They just don't have CarPlay. Oh, really? Tesla's don't have CarPlay, really? No. Wow. Yeah. How does that happen? That surprises me. Well, it's probably the battle, like, you know, it's probably Elon versus... Right. I think that would be a deal breaker for me on a new car. Yeah, no Android Auto or CarPlay. So what do you, so for for entertainment purposes, that kind of stuff, what do you do in your Tesla? Uh, they have their own entertainment selections. Yeah, yeah. okay. Hmm. That's a little surprising that they're not, that, you know, you, you'd think they'd have their own and CarPlay and Android Auto, but no, huh? No. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. So it's probably good you didn't get one, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. It's, and it's especially good. Like, uh, so Ed, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, we, we, we've kind of glamorized the, these new cars and in Tesla in, 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 you know, particularly. And as I've, you've driven yours quite a bit and, uh, to, for, for folks, remind us when you got it and then, talk let's talk a little bit about you cracked your windshield and let's just talk a little bit about kind of what the the ordeal you make it sound like i was responsible my (laughs) windshield was cracked but i didn't crack it right right right. well you were driving yeah okay all right all right i won't hold you responsible for it but when'd you get your tesla what'd you get when did you get it so i got a model three long range at the end of february i've got about twelve thousand miles on it so I've done quite a bit of driving, a couple thousand a month. But um, I think subsequent to that, I bought a Chevy Bolt in April. So I've got two electric vehicles. And what what I what the conclusion I've come to at this point is that electric cars are still for early adopters. Right. It's not something the general public should necessarily be jumping on. Uh, My experience with the Tesla right now is, okay, my windshield was cracked two weeks ago. And if I'm lucky in three and a half weeks, I might be able to get it fixed. (laughs) So, And and why? Why so uh, long? A couple different problems. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm lucky in that within 50 miles, I've got four Tesla service centers. Even with four Tesla service centers, any appointment is about three and a half weeks out right now. And they do have Tesla mobile service, but they don't do glass repair. So when I originally saw, okay, it's out three and a half weeks, I looked at SafeLight for glass they said oh we can come out and do that in 10 days so i booked that and then a week later they told me yeah we got to cancel your appointment we have to get a windshield from tesla and it'll be two or three weeks before they ship it and then come to find out they had already submitted the claim 
So I had to call my insurance company to unsubmit that one and go back to Tesla. Mm. And at that point, uh, they said, there's actually a windshield shortage, too. Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> and not just limited to Teslas. You know, yeah. I started started Googling a little bit. And yeah, a lot of people are having trouble sourcing windshields, depending on the vehicle. Mm. But I think overall with Tesla, the problem right now is that their sales are far outpacing their ability to service. Now, the good news is they don't need as much service as regular cars. But, you know, a friend of mine got in a little fender bender back in December of last year with his Tesla. And I believe it took eight weeks to get that repaired mm. because they had to order parts. And Tesla's using all their parts to build new cars. So I don't think they've really built up any kind of inventory on spare parts. So it's been the best car I've ever had while it's functioning, but I think most people wouldn't be prepared to put up with some of the idiosyncrasies of getting it mm -hmm. serviced. Hmm. Yeah. Now, and you know, Brian says in the chat room, you know, I said he he had a rock hit his windshield and cracked the Tesla uh, when he was on a road trip over the summer. Insurance company, which was State Farm, uh, took care of it in about a week. Uh, uh, Brian, you're, I think, are you where are you located? But um, uh, Ed, the the I think the point of this is, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you're probably okay. Right. The question is, your mom and dad or you know that your friends who don't you know ed okay so i, I crack my windshield and i need i want to call somebody like i want to talk to somebody about this wow. how does that go uh, tesla doesn't talk to people they're not <laughs> that kind of company um you have to submit your request in the app and then i wanted to call them to see if they actually have windshields in inventory and they really just have a message saying, talk to us in the app. Mm. And it can often be, you know, two to four days before you even get a response in the app. So it's not a smooth service experience. It, it well, kind of reminds me of yeah. like the idiosyncrasies and things you have to deal with when you are a self-hoster, right? When you self-host NextCloud instead of using OneDrive or, or Google, right? It's like, oh, well, I got to deal with the updates. And when things go down, it's on me and it kind of takes a while. It's like, okay, do I put it up with it for that cool factor and then some of the benefits of it? Well, and then I was all excited because I went back and looked and there was an appointment for two days in the future. So I said, I'm, I'm grabbing that. I gave up my other appointment to get that. Then a day after that, they came back and said, yeah, we don't do glass at this service location. So I had to rebook my other appointment, which put me three more days behind where I had been. So I think the experience just won't be uniform, depending on yeah. where you live. Yeah how many people own Teslas in that area. So it, yeah. it's going to be a while before they have the capacity to service all of these.
It's sometimes just wild though. They, they have cars that can drive themselves is what they make, but their booking software doesn't know what services are done out of which service centers. That's right? the thing that really <laughs> aggravated me because they specifically yeah. ask service category. I right. said glass repair and they offered me an appointment where they don't do glass repair. Yeah. I mean, See, Elon should have sent out one of his robots to talk to you and then you could have... <laughs> You know, you could have talked to it, and then the robot would have left, you know, and at least it maybe would have known. Are those the robots? They're going to train to actually drive the cars so that right. we have self, full self-driving, right? Right, right, That which is kind of ironic, right? That, uh, you know, it's like, well, it's really hard to get full self-driving. We're just going to let the robots do it. Well, couldn't you make that do it in your car? Anyways, so. Well, you know, Tesla's a new company, so. I did buy an electric car from an established automaker, Chevrolet. Yeah, how, how, how's that? How's the? How's that going? For well, you? it's been recalled. <laughs> and and the why? In, car? Why in particular? Well, as it turned out, they had done a recall on the 2017 to 2019 uh, because some battery manufacturing defects caused your f- car to burst into flames or some such thing. So I was buying a 2021, which they said are not affected by the recall until three months later when they said, yeah, those are also being recalled and they've shut down their production line and are pointing the finger at LG. And last I heard, they have zero confidence that LG can manufacture defect-free batteries so for now, they say, don't plug it in in your garage. Your house might burn down. <laughs> well, and you, you kind of wonder, you know, when we were talking about, when I was talking, talking about getting a Cybertruck, um, Ed, you, you, you put your charger on the outside, but I've had plenty of people I know who've installed their charger on the inside. Mike, that kind of gets me thinking like, Okay, so if you have a car and then their advice is, well, until we figure this out, you might want to park it outside. What if you didn't put your charger in a place where that would work for you? Jim, their recommendation is if it's inside, don't leave it unattended. So I guess you'd just (laughs) sit there and watch it charge for 10 hours. Yeah, yeah, but... I mean, so Mike, that's kind of something to think about, right? I mean, that placement of that charging cable so that you could go, I never would have thought of that, of being able to do it in and out of the garage. You well, know? And I'm doing that soon. So uh, yeah. even though I'm not yeah. getting the truck till next year, we're finishing our basement. And so I'm having him run the electricity while he still has access to yeah. all the open unfinished basement because mm-hmm. our panel's downstairs. And I didn't even think about that. I mean, I was just going to go to the inside of the garage, especially because... Honestly, if the recommendation was to park it outside in Nebraska, we get enough hailstorms. I'm not parking my brand new truck <laughs> outside all the time. Plus, you know, vandalism, people breaking into cars like I, I, I wouldn't do it. I would just say, no, you can take back my truck. <laughs> well, so far, the Machis don't burst into flames. So well, that's maybe good. The, all right. the lightning might be OK. Yeah, a first-gen uh, all-electric truck. I'm sure I'm signing myself up for a lot of headache, to be well, honest. You, you, you probably, I mean, Mike, I think this is, uh, as, I was, as Ed and I were talking about this, and uh, no, you were getting, you're thinking, I mean, you're, I think you're sold on this. Yeah, I'm pretty sold. Well, I haven't put in the, so the orders, they, they contact us in the fall to put in our order. Okay. So I have the reservation. I can cancel that, but then I'll be ordering it. Well, when's fall here in a few, probably a month or two. Yeah. 
Well, or now, I mean, I'm going to Boston and it's Boston in the fall. So it has to be the fall coming up. So I don't know when they'll contact. I I just think, Ed, you know, you, you made the decision to put that thing on the outside, right? The outside, uh, the, can you, could you, would you, if you wanted to charge it inside, would you just drag the cable inside? Is that what you do? You could certainly do that. yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I've got two cars that live outside. Mm-hmm. And both of them are the electric cars, right, so it right. was just simpler. Yeah. But uh Mike, are you getting the Ford charger eventually? Yeah. So I'm just having him run the wire up there. Um I need to look into exactly what I need him to run. Right. Um because I think I'm gonna have to put in the full I'm not an electrician. There's the the word for it, right? The thing that essentially because that truck it can go in reverse, it can power the house. Yep. And I know that requires a special addition to the panel. Um, I got looking at, do you, I, I don't know the word for that, whatever it is. It's, you're talking about the adapter. There's a kind of adapter, right? That you need to have. Yeah. There's a word for it. It's essentially let powers flow well, the opposite a, way. Oh. You need a transfer switch. Transfer switch. That's the word right. I was looking for. Okay. Yep. Because okay. if you don't have one, then you could potentially backfeed electricity. Yep. So, yeah, I haven't looked at the specs on that. I don't know how many amps they're expecting. Which yeah, I don't. I don't either. Wire. I know that. I know that the Ford truck is going to. If you get the extended range battery, it's going to come with the the charger that mm-hmm. does the whole charging the, the powering the house thing. If you needed to, um, but I, I'm not sure on the amperage draw. I think it requires two circuit breakers, um, so it's going to take up two slots. But not really sure. Forty amp, maybe. Yeah, probably a forty I, amp. I bet it's more. Yeah, probably. you think so? Yeah. I it wouldn't surprise that much power? me if it's a sixty. Yeah. Okay. But well, you can check the specs. Yeah, Mike, it's just something, you know, that now all of a sudden that charger placement, I didn't even think of that. That charger placement becomes kind of important from a versatility standpoint. Like if, again, if you get that, listen, I don't think this is the last time we're going to have battery issues. (laughs) It's just the inherent nature of them. Remember, remember we had those kangaroos, those, those PC Mm -hmm. kangaroos, right? And that, and I, I, I you came back to that thing and it was. yeah, it was like, I mean, I am lucky that thing didn't catch fire, right? Yeah. In the in it, so you know, it's we we kind of I think sometimes we kind of approach these batteries like, oh yeah, they're super safe, you know. We're thinking of AAA or AA batteries that sit in a drawer forever or whatever, or sitting sitting in a device, you know, a Duracell, not that I know of, has ever just burst into flames. So you don't really think of it, but these these new batteries, for whatever reason, just continue to have. We continue to see these kinds of problems with them and ed i i just kind of caught me by surprise when you're like yeah their recommendation is don't charge it in the garage you know yeah yeah so that that could put a damper on things for people well yeah and and especially people you know mike i was thinking about you who who are set it up thinking like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put this thing in my garage and it's gonna power the house and like or it could, you know, you'd only do that in, a, in an emergency, right? Yeah. But, but, you know, and then all of a sudden you're thinking like, well, what if I can't, what if I can't put that thing in the garage? What if I don't want to put that thing in the garage? So it just got me thinking if I ever get to that space, if I ever get to that point, uh, boy, I'm really going to think, I'm, I'm going to think carefully about that placement of the charging cable or at least where the charging cable plugs into and then make sure the length of the one that I have would cover both an indoor and an outdoor charging scenario, you know, so to speak. So, Ed, what, what's going on with the Volt then? Is it does it got to go back? Are they gonna what, what what's what's happening with that thing? 
They sent me a nice recall notice today saying they have mm. no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yikes. Uh, they've got to wait until uh, LG figures what's out, what's going on with the manufacturing process. And then I think the plan is to replace them all. The estimated cost to Chevrolet is $1.8 billion mm. for the mm. recall. Yeah. And so they're busy pointing fingers at LG I was just gonna say, to try yeah. to share that burden. Well, and kind of a drawback to right not owning that part of the, you know, that part of the process, right? Tesla owns it all, right? From from, you know, from from cradle to grave on those cars, they own everything where I think the American manufacturers Ford, I don't know, Mike, do you know like do you know who's manufacturing the batteries for Ford at this point? I, I don't. I don't no. know. I know. I know most of that truck's American made is the kind of the big sell of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, obviously, everything comes yeah. from everywhere. So well, I'm not sure. Just a, just one of those. You know, when back when we had the Firestone fiasco, you know, right? And and, and you just they don't own those. I mean, I guess Tesla would be would be open to that too. They don't make their own tires, but um, or do they? They don't make they their do own tires. Not. Okay, yeah. Um, well, it's just so interesting it, oh, how that battery yeah. technology, though, can affect everything. Because even in ham radio, right? Because ham being portable, a big thing is what batteries do you use? And, you know, they're expensive, but these lithium iron phosphate batteries is definitely the way to go, right? But they are, you know, for a, a 20 amp hour, it's about $150 for that battery. And for I can get a 30 amp hour SLA, the sealed lead acids, for like 40 bucks. Yeah. But safety... Um, heat, all those sort of things, those lithium iron phosphates are way better and they last a lot longer. They can do a lot more charge cycles than those SLAs can. Uh, But it's kind of cool to watch how that battery technology gets better and then goes into every industry, even ham radio of all things, right? Right. So it's interesting. Tesla uses LFP batteries in their Chinese-made cars right now. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Yeah, because uh, what they can do is, I, I guess the LFPs have less energy density than a lithium-ion, right? So it needs okay. more space for batteries. So right now, in the space of the Model 3, if they put in an LFP, they can still do, do the standard range plus, but they can't do the long range. Mm, mm. So <clears throat> most recently... They've decided to bring the LFPs to the USA for the standard range plus because they don't have enough of the lithium ion batteries to meet demand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because once they cram a few more in the same space, the range is pretty close, maybe 10 miles less. However, you can charge the LFPs to 100%. Mm-hmm. So it nets out to about the same thing on a mm. daily use basis. Mm. That's the wild part too. Even even in ham radio, um, those those SLAs, you're really not supposed to go down be below fifty, fifty um, percent, right? So if you get a thirty amp hour, you're really only getting fifteen. The the LifePo four batteries, uh, you can go all the way down. So a twenty amp hour is truly almost twenty amp hours when you're uh, when you're running those batteries uh, all, all things that uh of course i learned everything through ham radio <laughs> but uh, there's just those benefits of things you don't really think about 
Well, I'm I'm watching some, you know, YouTubers that are doing solar, you know, they're all off-grid folks doing this stuff. And they're always talking about their batteries, you know, they got some pretty advanced battery stuff and they're always saying, "Yeah, we try not to let the batteries go below 50%." And I was kind of mm. like, "Well, if that's the case, then don't you really only have half the batteries? Like if you, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. am I, am I wrong in thinking no, that's, like, that's definitely true. That's why you need so much really. Cause you're not going to drain those past 50%. <laughs> so what's the point? You know, it's like, if I need double the batteries, cause well, I can't it's going to be more than double the cost. If you go with the, yeah, the new style batteries where you can go down all the way. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's, it's like, uh, I that can, seems crazy to me. I could pay for double the amount of batteries and still be in less than I would if I went with like lithium iron phosphate or the LFP batteries. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing. Everybody's clamoring for more range, Yeah, but that means more battery, right? More weight that you're dragging around for all the mm-hmm. time you don't need it. So yeah, weight right. and cost. And I wonder where we are from a rate, to, from a weight to power ratio, in other words, or, or, or weight to distance in this case with the car. I wonder where we're at from a mathematical standpoint where like theoretically, does that, does that max out at some point? In other words, do you get to a point where you just can't squeeze any more distance out of the weight? And then, then it's, it's only a matter of having more batteries. I don't know, Mike, what do you think? Well, I, it's funny. I, I didn't get through the whole video, but there is actually this guy who ran that exact scenario and did all the math on YouTube. And I think it's about a 45 minute video where you can really get into, he compares all the different cars, the different battery technologies they're using, their range, the weight truck compared to car, um, all of that, you know, cause there's so many factors that go into that. And, but you're right, Jim, there is kind of this, this weight thing, right. And then what style of car is it? Cause the trucks can hold a lot more batteries, not as aerodynamic though. And they weigh a lot. Right, where the, right. the cars don't have enough space to hold the battery, but they're more aerodynamic. Um, so it it was it's like I thought, man, what a simple question. Then he started getting in the video. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, like what? It's just a, it's really complicated because as you add more, but the the answer is going to be how much can we squeeze into a smaller space, right? Yeah, well, I mean, both, I mean, to your point, utility, yeah, well, the weight, not only the battery, but the weight of the vehicle and its utility and what you're using it for. I mean, this, <laughs> as we start talking about this, this kind of screams for, like, you know, in the 70s, uh, we, you weren't around, but Ed and I were in the 70s during the gas crisis, right? When everybody's, you know, we went, <laughs> gas was 35 cents and then it went to a dollar and everybody panicked. Um, it, it, you know, today we'd laugh at that, but eh, different days, right? Um you know, we, we began to think through this mass transit thing, like a lot of the city's mass transit initiatives come out of the fear of that, of that oil crisis, right. That, that started then if we'd only known what a crisis it wasn't <laughs> at the time, but okay. Like we've burned, you know, we burned plenty of fuel and there's still a lot more there. Um, but you know, it kind of makes me wonder, I mean, as we make this switch over, a lot of this technology is, is really still being driven to drive the individual, Right to get a person from point A to point B. And when you're thinking about battery power, it's way more efficient carrying weight. Like it's way more efficient inside a train or inside a bus than it would be inside a car with one person, right? You would get more, more weight moved for the, for the value. I don't hear like we are definitely not moving in that, in that realm here, at least here in the United States on thinking about, well, especially here in Nebraska. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
the one thing I've been wondering is, you know, I don't, I don't see any reason, like, why are we not closer to, and maybe we are, to, like, every new house build, new home, why does every new home build not have solar just built in, battery panels? I mean, if you really think about it, if electric cars are going to be the future and electricity consumption's up, like, well, that should just now become standard because we could all just be self-sufficient on power pretty easily, yeah. right? Like you're just, I mean, the, the cost is going to go up. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be on certain houses and not others, but you look at those Tesla shingles even, right? Like the, the power shingles that looks like a normal roof. Um, and, and maybe, I think maybe the reason they're waiting is because they're probably, those solar panels are getting better and better. And so maybe it's, we don't want to make the investment yet until yeah. we get to a point where the, we know these are going to be, okay, this is as good as it's going to get for the next you know, five to 10 years. We're probably advancing fast enough right now that it's, that's why they're not moving quickly on getting all those on the roofs. Ed, are you in a good spot at your house currently there in, in mass to put, no. to put solar panels? Why, why not? Uh, we, we got way too many tall trees around. Mm. So, you know, we went and looked at it, but I think it would have taken, uh, I don't know, 40 years for it to pay for the investment. Yeah, just based on the amount that we could generate in our location. If, if say they cut the trees down, which is another problem, but say they do, <laughs> and you have full sun, would sure. it be worth it? Then? I think it would be viable at that yeah. point. Yeah, maybe plant some shorter trees. <laughs> <laughs> or so you live, you kind of live in a forest, which is which is kind of cool. But it does, Mike. I like I have the perfect house for your scenario where my roof yeah. already faces south. Like the majority of my roof faces south. I could put that whole thing in solar panels, and it'd be it'd be great. So I'm kind of with you, at least on new construction or maybe some old construction. I think we're getting there. I mean, I think we're starting to see the the other thing. The other caveat to that is, is solar is really still a ten year investment, right? I mean, they're not really guaranteeing these panels longer than ten or fifteen years. That's not very long from a roof standpoint. So you replace your roof and you put solar panels on it. And if 10 years later, you're like, uh, yeah, the panels really aren't working that well anymore. Do you leave it on there just as a roof, hoping that it, it, it's, well, I think once the infrastructure is there, panels aren't expensive, right? Like I don't, I don't think panels are really the expensive part. It's really the battery getting the installation done Yeah. because well, and, and for me, the thing I think about is it's, I think it might be a little less than 10 years now, depending on your electricity usage, but off all of a sudden I got two electric cars in the garage and, you know, just everything's starting to move to electric. I think that number comes down and down, right? Cause now that's powering my car. Um, instead of me paying for electricity for the car, instead of me paying for gas. So you, you know, you start to run all that. I've been thinking about is, is it worth it? And there are still some good, there's some decent incentives right now that you can get um, tax-wise. Nebraska just solar. put that, this is why you probably want to get this put in, right? Nebraska just put in the incentive, OPPD, just put in yep. the, the, is it 1500 bucks or 2000 What's the? I don't remember the amounts. It's right around there, though. It's pretty good for the charger, right, to yeah. be able to put that in. Yeah. Well, Ed, what would you expect, like, you personally, if you were thinking about putting solar panels on the house to power your car, what what would you expect the payback to be, or would you ever expect one from from that? In my location, uh, it'd be longer than the useful yeah. life of the solar panels. Yeah, you know, because we'd looked a few years ago, and that's the answer we came up with. 
So unless it was just we want to spend money to save the planet, it made no sense for us. Well, and it, I don't know how environmentally friendly they are. Just to be, I mean, the batteries alone are a question. The solar panels, like, you know, we put all these wind farms in and then somebody went, hey, are those things recyclable? And they're like, <laughs> no. They're, you know, they're just literally burying these things as they break at this point. And you're like, oh, maybe somebody should have checked into that before we put a billion wind farms up in the U.S. Joe says in the chat room, all that power has to come from somewhere. And he's referring to all the power we're starting to draw, right, for, yeah. for right, from somewhere our current grid can't handle 100% electrical adoption. Sure. Well, the good news is supply and demand, going back to our first conversation, is... Ed, there's not enough, like they, they can't, they can't even sell enough at the moment. I mean, there's high volume, but the, it's kind of like trying to get an Xbox right now. Like, yeah, you want one, but you can't get one. Right. And I think Tesla's in, in a similar boat, right? Yeah. I think the most recent U.S. numbers I had was 2.3% of new cars are full battery electric. Yeah. So it's still negligible. Well, and especially for, I don't know if you've experienced this uh, with the non-Tesla, but what I've been really trying to do my research on is the, is the, gr the charging grid station for non-electric. And, and the, the Electrify America ones, they're just, all the reviews I see is people like, yeah, you had to pull into one, then you got to try every stall because it'll it'll fast charge for a little bit and then it'll all of a sudden go down. And there's just it, apparently a bunch of issues with that. It's not good. That's what <laughs> yeah, I've heard. I, I was watching a video today of... I think they did a thousand mile trip with uh it was an Audi Q5 or something versus a Tesla versus the Mustang Mach-E. So overall time I think that the Tesla was about an hour and a half behind the Audi which is about what you'd expect with some mm -hmm. charging thrown in. And the Maki -E was five and a half hours behind oh. because the problem was they kept getting directed to recharge at places that didn't have functional chargers. Yeah. And, you know, that's a nice thing about the Tesla right now. I have real-time updates on all the superchargers. I can look and see, okay, there's five stalls available right now here mm -hmm. and... You know, in a Ford, they don't have access to any of that real-time information for how busy chargers might be or whether they're, they're even functional. And and I don't know the, the system well enough yet. Is there any reason? Is it just Tesla wanting to control it? Why you can't just put an adapter on the, the Tesla plug and plug it into any other car? Is I mean, it will. do you think that'll be a future of Tesla being like, okay, we'll open up our system because it's so much better? Well... They say they're opening it up in Europe next month. Oh, really? Uh, Europe's okay. a little different because they're not using their proprietary connectors on Got the it. cars in Europe. I think probably Europe said you're not going to do this, right? Right. Uh, but Elon says they're opening it in the U.S. as well. Okay. And that would make I, a huge difference. I believe the real reason is they want some of that infrastructure money. Right, right, the $1.5 billion. Uh, but, you know, they, they'll have to figure out the whole adapter thing. 
and also, uh, you know, what kind of app? Because they they don't want to get into a probably just have a a Tesla non owner app, right? Where they can you know set up all the billing. the The challenge becomes a lot of these cars don't charge as fast as Teslas do. Mm-hmm. So if you look if you look at my Chevy Bolt, uh, the limit on that is fifty kilowatt hours versus two fifty on oh, wow. my. Tesla Model 3. So if you start having Chevy Bolts parked at superchargers, that's going to make some Tesla people kind of angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, 250 kilowatts is... Uh, they. I've gone to those chargers, and you, you'll get that for maybe five minutes or something. It just can't charge at that level for a full charge. It, it, that that baffles my mind too because that's the other part so i think i've we've been watching some of the same videos i've been watching a lot of road trip in electric car videos and how they go and uh you know one thing you learn is that apparently after i don't know what it, it's like 80 percent. there's no point in continuing to sit there and charge past 80 because it, it drops down in speed so charge up to 80 drive to like 20 or 25 percent and you kind of stay within that range, yeah. which is interesting. When you think about the, the the range, then kind of becomes okay. Well, sixty percent of that because you're not going to use the top twenty, and you're not going to use the bottom twenty, right? So it's about sixty percent of that. If you're doing a really long road trip, that you need to charge the middle. Yeah, I mean, I've never stayed at a supercharger longer than half an hour. Okay, you know, it's diminishing returns, but you know, I I think it's the same as a cell phone, right? You plug in your dead cell phone and you're up to 50% in the blink of an eye. But that last 20 is going to take the overnight. So I think you just just have to get used to that. It's easier with Tesla because they have so many superchargers. Mm -hmm. Um, With, you know, uh, Electrify America or something. Actually, they're... Uh, fastest chargers are 350 kilowatt, but I don't know which cars can even take 350. I don't either. Hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm glad I have a gas car right now, just to be honest. Like I, it, you know, Ed, I was considering driving out to see you, you know, for this time too, like with everything that's going on with the airlines right now. And it just seems like, everybody's i think everybody's lost their minds right now like you just you read the news and you're like is there anybody sane anyways so i thought you know it'd be easier just to drive out there i drove out there last time uh, i could get there a little bit faster i took the scenic route last time i drove through some beautiful countryside but uh i decided you know i decided to uh to fly this time but thinking of that i'm, I'm so conditioned to think like okay when i fill up the tank i get the same power all 400 miles, right? And I need to find gas between here and 400 miles and I'm fine. And then I'm going to take five minutes to fill it up and then I'm going to go again, right? And and it's just a like, it's been, as we've talked about these problems, that's a difficult shift for me a little bit more like, okay, Ed, if I was going to come see you in a Tesla, if I'd had that Tesla truck and I was going to come see you in the Tesla, maybe a little more planning and maybe a little bit longer, to actually make that trip kind of make sure. that trip work, right? 
Right. So the range on mines, if it's full, is 353 miles. Yeah. And the reality is, I don't know about other people, but I like to at least stop within a four-hour travel window yeah. for yeah. something, right? Yeah. Right, and right. Yeah. Four hours is on the highway at most, you know, 250 miles, something in there, depending on how fast you're driving. So I've... I've stopped for a cup of coffee, plug it in. By the time you're back in 20 minutes, I'll get, you yeah. know, 200 yeah. miles. It's just a different way of thinking, Ed. You know, yeah. it's just mm -hmm. a different way of thinking a little bit. It 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 does just, I mean, I've been doing it so long on gas. You know, you just kind of boom, pop in, whatever. I, I know we probably make the same bathroom breaks. We probably do the same, right? It's the same thing. You just got to plan it a little bit differently. Well, and Tesla does a good job with it, right? If I plug in something, mm -hmm. it'll tell me, okay, stop at this supercharger for 17 minutes and then stop at the next one for 32 minutes. So, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't seem to be a big hassle, but I'm not doing that all the time either. Right, right. And I, I make those trips once a year. Mike, you're constantly, though, you're headed south quite a bit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Farming, I mean, so we do a lot of trips. Farm. All with most of the trips we do all the time, even Kansas City, the farm, all those would be well within range, actually probably of down and back um with the truck. So I, I would be fine. But the one thing I was my wife, because we had a lot of conversation about this, like we're like, okay, so if we're really gonna do this, but with young kids, our stops are always over 20 minutes. Yeah. They both gotta pee, they take 10 minutes to pick out a snack, they fight over the snack, and then <laughs> you know, they then they gotta pee again because they finish their drink by the time they get to the car. Like those stops just take a while with young kids. So I'm like, it's gonna be really no different for us. Uh and then it, you know also do taking the portable charger with you. And when I get down to my parents, get down to the farm, plug it in. I don't care if it's fast or slow and it's getting some juice and, and it doesn't really you know provide too much of an issue. The one thing I am concerned about with the Ford lightning in, in particular being a first gen is some of the reviews I saw about the Mach-E and some of those, the software is nothing compared to Tesla, meaning yes, it's going to map out your stops for you. Uh, but at the same time, number one, like Ed said, you can't tell which ones are good. But number two, it doesn't take into account things like elevation, right? Am I going uphill for a long ways? Temperature, right? Because temperature has a big impact on batteries. So if it's warm, it's good. If you're cold, you're getting some terrible range. And so I don't think Ford has the knowledge yet enough uh, for that. They're not as experienced as Tesla is. So those are the few of the things I'm, that's slightly making me hesitate on pulling the trigger on this come fall. So we'll see. I, but the great part about that too is all of that is over the air software update available. <laughs> but then you always have the concern, okay, are they going to hold out and be like, oh, now you want the 2023 model because it's got the upgraded, you know, routing package and 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 things like that. But I think they would be good enough. They're touting this over-the-air upgrade a lot on the truck. So I'm assuming that's because, number one, they know they're kind of behind right now. And number two, they plan to kind of release those as they get. They also need a bigger sample size. Ford, I mean, they've had some electric cars, but never electric truck, right? You're going to need to get a lot of people in there, gather a lot of data before they're going to be able to probably implement a lot of those. But th those are a few things that are concerning me a little bit. Did you find that, Ed, between your Volt and your Tesla, just like the difference in in mapping and some it's, of those extra kind of creature comforts? Yeah, it's night and day. Is it? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I mean, right now, yeah. I think that'll change. You know, Tesla's had quite a, a jump start on everybody else. 
And, you know, even when they give you estimates, they're very optimistic, right? Especially uh, driving at 75 or 80 miles an hour makes a huge difference versus 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose. Oh, great. Uh, it's, it's, so it's bad if you're, I'm a little bit of a lead foot. It's not going to be good for me. It's bad. You As my know, kids say, when daddy drives, the trees go by a lot faster than when mommy drives. That's what my kids say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, just from an aerodynamic and uh, okay. a resistance, it's not linear. So as you're adding 10 miles an hour, it's having a much bigger impact. So, you know, if I'm going 80 versus 60, I don't know what that costs me, maybe 10% or something. Mm. Okay. And, you know, the aerodynamics is so critical with that, even taking off the aero wheel covers on my Tesla costs me 2.5%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. I think the next thing they're they're really pushing for is to get rid of uh, side mirrors. A lot of drag on side mirrors. Hmm. Like use cameras instead almost? Yeah. Like a, okay. I mean, Tesla has cameras. Right. And the side mirrors on the Model 3 are kind of on the smaller side. So often I'll just turn the cameras on and I have, you know, a video of each side as well as a back camera. So it's a a better view. Yeah. You probably, it's probably better. You know, it's, it's probably better. Uh, Brian says, as we were talking about, you know, this trying to make the switch over, he says, plus if you factor in the bathroom breaks, meal breaks, the extra time to change, um, filling up with gas, you know, isn't bad it versus filling up with gas, you know, the, and I get that it's just a different way. I've, I've, I've made so many road trips, you know, that way it just take, it take a shift for me. Uh, Joe says he hates stopping and I do too. Um, I like his next comment. Cause I fully agree with this. Taking uh, and he also says taking time off the Waze arrival time is like a game. Mm-hmm. I play that game every time. It's can we beat that arrival time? Well, when I went to see Ed last year, it was in October, so it was you know about eleven months ago. I I played that Waze game and I took back roads. I I chose to kind of stay off on the way out there. I chose to kind of stay off the interstates for the most part, and um, man, that was stressful because I was try. I, I didn't want that. I didn't want that arrival time to go up mm-hmm. like I, and, and so, you know, I would be, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I need to use the bathroom. So I'd speed up. <laughs> so, you know, try to make up some time. And I was just always worried. Cause I let, you know, this is the danger. Like in, in the old days, I'd leave Omaha and to go to Cleveland. And I, they're like, when are you getting there? Ah, uh, sometime around 10 PM. Right. Some, and you wouldn't worry about it, but, they asked me when I left, they're like, well, when are you going to get there? Well, I'm going to get there at 837. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't, like, I, I, I can't be later than that. I mean, I said 837, right? <laughs> right? And so you, you don't, you know, I just, I found my stressed out on the, on the road, you know, at one point as I was heading into Boston or uh, via the side of it, get Ned's place it just seemed like it was taking forever for me to get there, you know? And I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to get there. And Ed, you know, I'm pinging Ed as we're going, I don't, I'm not sure you, this place even exists. <laughs> it just seemed like it got farther, you know, cause it's the end of the trip, two hours. I've been driving for two days, you know, at this point. So, uh, 
um, yeah, there's just some that ways, some of those tricks that we do to ourselves when we, when we put that in, you know, Mike, I met you this, was it this last weekend or two weekends ago? I think it was two weekends yeah, ago. Yeah, two weekends ago. We met and, and I'd said, Hey, I'll meet you at this time. And I got in the car and it said exactly that time. And I was like, yes, but then I can't, you know, like, okay, I can't, can't do anything wrong here. Cause I'm going to be, I'm not going to be on time if I do that. So it's, it's a little insane when we. We, we play those ways games uh, against ourselves. Ed, anything else on your, like, when we think about the Tesla, anything else you would uh, I, you say is different? You know, one thing that's interesting is Tesla started with a blank slate. Yeah. Right, without any set of rules or any concern with the people have to figure out how to drive this thing. If you look at most of the other manufacturers, they're trying to make it as similar as possible to driving an internal combustion engine car, <laughs> right? So everything, even if you look in the Chevy Bolt, it has an on and off button. There's, there's no reason to have an on and off button. You know, Tesla doesn't bother with that. I don't really need a, a gear selector, Right. I mean, it's all electronic anyway, but they, they're trying to make it seem as familiar in experience as possible for people transitioning over. Do you think some of that's just parts? In other words, like, well, we got these cars designed for this. We, should, we need to use, use up some be. of these parts. Although you know? Tesla, I think, finally went too far with this yoke steering mm. thing. You can't really call it a wheel. It's not a wheel anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, great. I, I think the yoke makes a lot of sense for race cars, but they they don't spend a lot of time parallel parking or right. Right. You know, it, it really seems if you watch any of the videos of people using it, it, it looks very awkward. No, I'd agree. It'd be, it's a whole different experience, right? From, especially looking back and right. keeping your hand on the wheel, you know, does, do things change is, is eventually they'll get it right and they'll get self-driving working and self-parking and does it park itself now? Can can you parallel, will it parallel park itself if you ask if it you to? If you have a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's really slow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it's want to methodical. run. It's does not want to run into anything. It's safe. It's being safe. Yeah. But do those controls become even less important in a, in a, in a world this where is, it's, it's driving itself for the most part? This is Elon's theory. He's even talking uh, in the $25,000 model. Maybe they won't put a steering wheel or pedals in it. Just get in it on the screen, tell it where you want it to go, and it goes. Sure. This is a great dream, but... Yeah. You know, level five autonomous <laughs> driving is a decade away at the earliest, probably longer than that. You know, there's yeah. just too many situations. I don't think they're going to get it right for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, because oddly, Elon's been calling this full self-driving for so many years that I think he started to believe it. I think America started to believe it. Like right. I think if you ask most people today, they'd say it drives itself. It's a self-driving car. Isn't that yeah. what Tesla does? 
Mm-hmm. You know, well, calling it full self-driving is a little bit misleading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Mike, you're a lawyer. It sounds like a class action lawsuit <laughs> at some point. Sounds like I should get ahead of that. It might be a good moneymaker. <laughs> wow. This, this, uh, I don't know. this is not legal advice. It, so, you know. <laughs> calling it full self-driving is pretty deceptive for what it is right now. Right. Right. Well, Ed, it'll be interesting to, okay, now knowing what you know, would you, would you make the same decision that you made back in the, back in the spring to buy one? Absolutely. You know, I, I really, I love the car, but it does have inconveniences that may come with it in terms of servicing. Well, in what you said this to me when we were chatting the other day and it, it, I think and sometimes on this show, we've been pretty Pollyannish about Tesla <laughs> and so, like, it's been, it's been overly, I think we've probably overly hyped it as, as being, you know, the, the Jesus of driving <laughs> and you're kind of like, uh, okay, wait a minute. There are some things to think about and, you know, for the average consumer, it may not be ready yet. And, I think that's that's about what my position is when people ask me, how do you like it? I tend to tell them the things that they need to think about instead yeah. of just gushing about the car. Right. Right. It's still, if you have no charging at home, you absolutely shouldn't be buying an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people, if they have always available charging at work, maybe they can get away with that. If you don't travel more than 50 miles a day, you might get away with just plugging it into a regular outlet. But I think you just lose so much of the value of owning an electric Mm -hmm. car if you can't plug it in at home and have a full charge the next morning. Well, renters, right? What what do, like, that's a gap, right? If I have a rent from renting a place. It's a pretty big gap. You know, I think... We'll start to see in uh, apartments and places like that, they'll start to, with new construction, I think, accommodate charging for renters. But right now, it's a tough thing to own an electric car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Right on. Well, I think it's a good good conversation. We're going to spend most of our time, or we spent most of our time uh, here, at least on this on live show, talking about it. And it, it's some good consideration. I mean, I, I think I was ready. And then I wasn't. <laughs> and Mike, you sound ready. And by the way, I think so. <laughs> my intention, well, my intention here isn't to talk you out of it, right? My intention is to say, eh, make sure you got eyes wide open going in right. on this thing, right? You know, obviously Ford's got a great dealer network. Uh, but what I've found already with the Chevy is, yeah, you can get in there on an appointment and they say, oh, the one guy who knows about electric cars, he isn't here right now. Mm-hmm. So I think they've got a lot of training to do yeah. Yeah. to get the dealerships ready to service these things. I bought a hybrid, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, been It lasted for 15 years. I did replace the battery one time. It's been a great car. So it's not electric. It's not hybrid. It's not even close to what we're driving today. Right. But, but, um, it took that car to do some things, you know, that, ge- that generation of cars to kind of each generation had to get a little bit better in this. And, you know, we needed a guy like Elon Musk to get kind of ballsy with it and, and be like, you know what, I'm gonna make a run at this if it bankrupts me. 
you know, and, and he was willing to take the risks. Well, certainly none of the other big automakers would be doing what they're doing today if Tesla hadn't pushed it. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. And I think that's the, that's the, how we know we've probably crossed over. I wouldn't say the edge we're st- we still got a ways to go, but, but it, it's certainly here to stay, you know, uh, now if we could just get that Bitcoin here to stay, then we'd, <laughs> we'd be in good shape. No, I'm just uh, kidding. Jim, do you know who Sandy Monroe is? No, I don't. Uh, automotive guy who was, a uh, he was an engineer at Ford for a long time and now he's got a consulting company. Very interesting guy who covers a lot of uh, electric vehicles now. Somebody was asking him today, well, why has it taken so long to get an electric pickup truck? They've been making all these other things. And it was interesting. He said, it's really pretty simple. The automakers were petrified of electrifying pickup trucks because it's their cash cow. (laughs) <laughs> and he said, yeah, they that was the last thing they wanted to do until Tesla pushed it. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, they make it, a ton of money on those. Oh, yeah, that's, that oh, yeah, subsidizes everything else. Yeah. And even just think of all the service that the dealerships do on all those Fords, right? Because number one selling truck, and then you got all the service on it that you're making a bunch of money on. All of a sudden, you take away 75% of the service. Ooh. Yeah. It is interesting, right? Because Tesla had the advantage of building from the ground up to sort of make sure they had profitability in the sale of the vehicle. Mm -hmm. Right now, traditional auto dealers make very little Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the sale of a vehicle. It's all parts and service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or incentives from the manufacturer, right? right? They, they, They played that game with the Here's the invoice. Well, that's not really the invoice. Like, you know, there's going to be a rebate on top of that that you don't see. That's how they, you know, that's how they released all the invoice pricing. You know, they're like, okay, well, yeah, this is, it's, it's true. That's what you paid. It doesn't matter when you sell 20 that you get 20, we get 20 grand or whatever. It ends up being 50 grand back in rebates from them. It's probably a better way to sell, to be honest, it's probably a better way to sell cars anyways for dealers and sends them to sell more. And not, you know, not, not sell one or two, but you need to sell 20 or 25 in a month to get that rebate kind of deal. Um, it's also why you get those calls at the end of the month. <laughs> like, hey, we're willing to make a deal. You know, yeah, well, they need to get their they need to get their rebate incentive in and done. So, um, well, Ed, thanks for the transparency on that. Uh, as we as we kind of wrap some things, uh, I, I've got a question for you. This is going to be an. Uh, we've never talked about one of these on Home Gadget Geeks before, but you and I have been talking about it quite a bit. It first started with an ant problem in my shed where yeah. Ed and I were talking and there were ants everywhere, Mike. They were they were crawling. And I was, Ed, was I a little distracted by the ants? Couldn't even carry on a conversation with him. I'd be talking and he's just looking up and over here and there. So... So Ed says, you should, you should just bomb the place. And I'd done that once before. So I did. And then there was just a blanket of ants. You know, it's funny how many of those things can hide inside your stuff, right? Yeah. Literally a blanket of ants on the floor a couple days later when I went in there to, you know, to, to kind of aerate the place. Then uh, one day I opened the door and there was a little mouse uh, on my keyboard, you know, cause I have a, 
I put a laptop out there with a keyboard and yeah. stuff. So there's a mouse. He just looks at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And he scurries off. She could be. They scurry off. <laughs> and and um I I was thinking, oh crap. I can't have a mouse. I'm if I'm distracted by ants, Ed, imagine how much I'll be distracted by that mouse. I right? mean the moles. You couldn't even <laughs> you could barely live your life. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right about that. I just, I'm still, and I'm still kind of obsessed. I think I caught one the other day with one of the manual, you know, it's got the six spikes on it. You pull it up and lock it. I and mean, it's a torture device, right? The, it's, a, it's against the Geneva convention. I am pretty sure that the Geneva convention says I can't use that thing, but it, I came home and it was down and I, I wasn't going to dig it up to see. I just smashed it down and moved on. But Ed, Ed said, he's got this kind of cool rat zapper. So I went, I, I, I picked up this rat zapper on, uh, on Amazon the other day. It's a little high tech in the sense that it's got this particular, and, and this is going to ask you about this one is the one that's got the built-in battery. It gives you like a hundred zaps and then you kind of toss the thing, right? Oh it, yeah. It, I have replaceable. Okay. So you did the one that I, so I may, I, I picked up the one that is, that just has, this is the easy set it, forget it. You never have to charge it. Any of those kinds of things. Um, but they crawl in, you bait them with some stuff. You said you like that. Your, your mice like walnuts. Is that what you, okay. So I'll have to, I have a, I have a walnut tree next door. I'll have to grab some and crack them open and, and spread some fresh walnuts in there for them. But the, the other thing is on the back, does yours have an app that goes with it? Does it give you a notification? Does it have Wi-Fi and give you a notification when it goes off? No app. What? Really? Victor has an app. It says on here uh, on the back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wi-Fi out in the shed. This is where back no. to the, problem, the first problem you had. <laughs> That's kind of does. Kind of does. It says no more. Download the Victor Pest app available for iOS and Android. It says it right on the says it right on the box there. And I was thinking like, and then I went to Amazon and looked. Sure enough, they got rat traps that have um, uh, have apps, <laughs> and you can con- control them and reset them. And I was like, oh my god. This is, I'm going down a rabbit hole. The real question I have on this, well, one is, should I return it for the one that has the batteries that I can replace, right? So it works. And then two, uh, this is for rats and I really have mice. Does, do you get, do do you get mice in your rat trap? Yeah, they're called the rat zapper. Okay. I've only killed mice with mine so far, thankfully. So that, that one is, it it wasn't expensive. These are $30. So no. And it kills a hundred up to a hundred times. They say, they say, what do they say here? Hold on. They got some quick humane kill. Then it has an asterisk. I wonder what that asterisk says <laughs> in here. Well, a lot they... easier to clean up probably compared to the snap trap ones. Right. Yeah. That's what I like. I just take a, a plastic bag, dump it, tie it up and toss it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I might've been wrong on this. So it says the asterisk says when compared to other methods of rodent control. So (laughs) not humane by human (laughs) standards, but compared to other ways, you're going to kill that mouse. We're going to shock. We're going to shock at the, so the electric chair is more humane than hanging (laughs) is kind of where I I think so. I I think cruel and unusual uh, (laughs) kicks in at that point. And then the, the, the two dot asterisk says, um, as directed, let's see, where's that? Where does that come in? It's on the front. 100% kill rate. Okay, that's the other thing. 100% kill rate on the front. But then 
two asterisks. And those two say, if used as directed with fully charged batteries and rodent fully committed to the trap. <laughs> <laughs> fully committed. Uh, my, my, my rat half passed it and uh, he didn't, it didn't work. Wasn't, it wasn't fully committed to the cause. <laughs> like, wow. no, it's you, not me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave. That oh sounds like at some point the legal team was reviewing the packaging. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We can't say a hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Unless the the rat fully committed, fully committed to it. And then kills up to 20, kills up to 20. That's the third thing it says on the front here. Three asterisks on this one. And it says per set of four double A batteries. So Ed, maybe this, even though it says uh, it, it there's battery instructions and it says non rechargeable batteries are not to be recharged. So what I think it's telling me is if I put my own batteries in here, don't recharge those standard batteries. Right. I think, but like, do, do they really need to tell me that? Like, don't I know I just toss those things or, or whatever. So uh, I don't you know. Have to tell people their coffee's hot on the cup. So, you know, you, <laughs> you got to tell people everything, Jim. Yeah, you're probably right. So actually not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, this thing is way bigger than I thought it was. You should um, stick your hand in it. I mean, <laughs> there's a battery compartment right on top there. Yeah. Right. Right here on the top. So we'll pull that out. Four double A's. We'll, we'll pull, yeah. No. Okay. So, okay. So a hundred kills per four double A's. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. And then this, I, I think this is the, it turns green. Right when you when you have when it's when it's is that right Ed? It might flash red when there's okay. a dead one in there. Green when it's ready, red when it's dead. Yeah. Oh, that that see they should have came to me for the marketing on that one. Um, uh, is it play, weird that I want to stick my hand in it? Like I, if I got that, Jim, I'd be testing that. I'd be yeah. I just want to you know. It's it's like the teenager in me that just is stupid that wants to yeah see like that's just inviting me to be like okay how how much of a zap am I gonna get it does have an on off switch right so Ed what I'm assuming is it stays in the off state it stays in the off position and then I would I would just put put yeah just and then set it somewhere along a wall or something right and then turn it on and that's it turn it on and you're ready to go I think it makes a little audible beep or something okay i kind of want that that charging sound up you know when it comes when it comes on just because that would sound badass ghostbuster style exactly (laughs) exactly and then but it would be i I think it would be nice if it was wi-fi enabled and would send you an alert notification when it's got one i don't know that is that sound a deal breaker for you ed uh no it isn't okay (laughs) but you know, I don't have it way out in some remote outbuilding like you, Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> out in the shed, I did. Uh, in the in the meantime, I bought one of those little three dollar poison. You know, they can go in and nibble on it, and so we'll see this weekend. I'll have to. Yeah, this weekend I'll still be here. We'll uh, we'll have to go in and um, see if it's been nibbled on before I I deploy the full walnut method of uh, we'll, we'll see and it's you said it's got mice so it's okay that's probably a big that might be a little overkill for a little if they, i mean if it's made for rats 
Those four mice don't stand a chance. A mice zapper. <laughs> it just doesn't ring. It just doesn't ring the same. Mike, do you have any you have any rodent problems in in you're in West Omaha? I know that all the you know they're not allowed to even be out there. Well, no, it's funny. I didn't. I don't think I do. Never noticed, but I did pull out one of my lawn chairs today, and the top's all frayed, almost like something's been running across it or chewing on it. So I might, I might have one out in the garage. I'm not sure. In the house, we don't have any issues, uh, but out in the garage, we might have one. <laughs> Brian says. Uh, it's the Hotel California for rats. You can check in and uh, check out, or you can check out anytime, but you never leave. Yep. Yep. Except for that, your trash bag. That is for sure. Uh, <laughs> Joe says literally overkill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and he all, Joe also says no wishy-washy rats. So um, I, I had actually, I had actually kind of thought about back to the mole conversation, and then we'll wrap it here. Uh, if you're listening on the live show, I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz Ed on some cigar stuff. So if you're if you're listening in the, on the Patreon feed, stay with us uh, for that. If you're on the podcast and you want to hear some cigar stuff, you should be a Patreon subscriber. TheAverageGuy.tv/slash/Patreon. Although you don't really have to do that. If you don't want to, TheAverageGuy.tv on YouTube will get you there as well. I was gonna I was thinking about uh, cutting into that plate that's in there. It's got two little leads running them out through the bottom, right? And then making like two wires that I run into the mole holes that are, and put this on top. It and just then dangles down there. And if they yeah, touch like both electrify, the uh-huh, electrify those little mole holes, those little boogers. Like I just zap them, you know, how great would that be? Do you think that'd work? Same concept. Yeah. Not a lot of contact surface area. Yeah, because there's there's a pretty good plate. There's a but mm-hmm. but if I ran some wires with some long leads that had you know you know that were maybe maybe like you know like that mm-hmm. wide or something. I hate those moles. I it was it was so satisfying to come home and see that trap set in the spikes sticking in the ground. You know what I did? I pulled it up and looked for blood. <laughs> And did you find it? No, I was disappointed. I didn't happen. I didn't get blood on them the last time. You can't show that stuff on YouTube. I probably can't even talk about it. I'm probably being banned on YouTube right now. Probably. As we speak for animal cruelty. Uh, the last one it got, it kind of, it didn't necessarily go through it. It just kind of trapped it. Mm. And then it, I think the thing had a heart attack or whatever and just died because it was not moving around. So I left it in the hole as a warning for the other ones. I think I'm like, oh, no, they just Don't tunneled around, around here. It. They just tunneled around it. I was like, what kind of disrespect is that? Can't have that. Shoot. Well, Ed, thanks for coming out tonight, talking a little tech. We're going to talk a little cigars here in the post show. And so uh, um, I've got some, I got some questions for Ed, if you want to stay around for that. I do have a question for you. Mike and I are putting together this meetup in Omaha. We're hoping for late, uh, late April, April, 2022. God, Mike, that, you know what? Like, couple days ago that seemed like an eternity and all of a sudden i'm worried like do we have enough time to pull one of these things off right april 2022 we'd like to do a little cigar event at it if you're interested i'm just trying to get some numbers and i I didn't necessarily want to send out a big survey i do i probably still will but let me know send me an email if you'd be interested in joining us for that probably just be the evening of one and probably just be one cigar if you've never tried one before ed will be there to instruct you on how to get it done and some of those kinds of things. So let me know, Jim at the average guy.tv. I'd love to hear back from you to see if you're 
interested. Speaking of that, Ed, I got they they came down pretty hard on me on Clubhouse tonight. Like, oh yeah, man, I got hammered. I was the guy who I like ruined the show. I just mentioned your <laughs> name, and they, they all started right in. The Cigar Authority does a Clubhouse uh, every Thursday at seven uh, Central, right before okay. our show. And, and, uh, Ed just happened. Well, it's Ed, that's the first time you've been on the clubhouse too, right? Yeah. I can't be bothered yeah. with clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so why'd they get all over you? What'd you say? Cause they took away their bell. Like, you know, when I was out there the last time, when I was on their podcast back yeah. last fall, I, Dave, you know, he rings the bell. He says, uh, light them up, light them up, light them up. And he rings this bell. Right. And I, he asked me like, what about the bell? And I go, eh, it's a little, you know, I didn't tell him he had to, I didn't tell him he had to take it away. I didn't tell him he had to stop using it, but he did for, and then they just came now down. Now you're the me. guy. They killed oh, right, Ed? I'm not making this oh, up, right? No. There, there's a lot of Jim hate over it. <laughs> a lot of hate. Am I going to be, am I going to be safe when I, when, bodyguard when, you head out there. when I go back? Is that, is. You're with me. You'll be okay. fine. All right, uh, but bring a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> This is Bim. I've lost a little weight since then. So, yeah. No, this is his brother. Yeah, his brother, Bim. Yeah. And, and uh, well. This is the other we'll, this, Yeah, he, this is just, yeah, this is not him at all. So, man, I think the heat came down pretty hard. I was like, geez, I thought we were past this, guys. I thought we established I didn't say no bell. And and listen, to, and for the record, to be the record straight, I also mentioned the colors were off. And nobody believed me on that thing. And then later on, Ed found out, well, yeah, the, the color balance was bad because one of the TVs was too bright. Mm, right? Right, no, right that's Ed? true. Yeah. It's true. Well, and I actually pulled audio that clearly showed you did not say what yes. you were accused of. That's right. And Dave told me, now bury that. It's, <laughs> it was Christmas time. You story. said Noel, not Nobel. <laughs> it was, you were just. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's, That's really right. Said. They don't. He doesn't like the cans. He's shooting at the cans. Scootover says Jim Collison, fun police. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know me. You know me. Always trying to, always trying to screw people out of fun. So, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to being back uh, with the guys. And there's some other folks that I've met in between that, and uh, looking forward to meeting them as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv/live. Big thanks to Christian over at Maple Grove Partners. Still supporting us, and they're continuing to do upgrades over there at Maple Grove Partners. If you need secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust, of course, you know this, Christian. So you can get plans as little as $10, a website, uh, maplegrovepartners.com. Check it out and uh, and let them know that you heard it here on Home Gadget Geeks. He pretty much knows, but you can let him know. It's always good to, to when he hears, he's like, God. We got another. We got another home gadget geek on there, and so if you want to, if you need that help, uh, he is there for you. If you're listening live, stay around for some post show. If you're listening to the recording, head out. And you're interested in the cigar thing, man. Don't forget to send me an email. But uh, uh, if you want to join us for that in the post show, head out to theaverageguy.tv on YouTube, and we'd love to see you there. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.